<laughs> We're live! So, welcome everybody to yet another live interview show with the Gold Sales Park. And today, Richard, he said, I'm ready to dance. And then I said, cool, i never done that on a show. And then he said, no, 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 I mean in a proverbial sense, I got really disappointed. So, <laughs> let's see how many people come on. Mm -hmm. see this and if you post in the comment section i want to see richard dance i promise that we will come on live again just to dance for everybody that says that we want five yeah. people minimum five people minimum is that a cool deal yeah let's do it All right. we've never done this i've never done this i usually start different you guys know that but you know for everybody that watches the replay and sees this and i will probably repeat it an extra time five people that say i want to see richard dance We'll see us both dance. <laughs> I'm not leaving Richard hanging doing it by himself. Anyway, I just put him on the block because, you know, we didn't reverse this at all. So let's get going, man. Richard, thank you so much for being on. Really looking forward of to it. Of course. I saw your text and I'm like, yes, this is what I want to talk about, right? Being your, being the hero that your family wants, needs, however you want to frame it, right? Mm -hmm. So let's start off with that, man. So that's big. Right, and most people yeah. are happy. They're like, "Oh, I'm your dude, man. I'm good." Right? Why? Why should I? Mm -hmm. Well, and we get that into that later. But first of all, man, what are the steps to becoming, right, the hero that your family needs? It's a really good question. I wish I had the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you, everybody. That was the end of our live interview. We'll see you next. You guys, week. God bless. All right. Take care. All right. No. Uh, so. You know, it's really funny that you ask that because I have been thinking about that all day, right? Like I, I, I like to work very sort of organically, just have have it come to me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're doing client work or when you're doing the deep work on you. And the first step towards answering that question is becoming aware and and being at peace with uh, the fact that you are in fact a you're the hero of your own story. Mm -hmm. Already, yeah. Right? So most people don't actually believe that for one, mm -hmm. right? And and a lot of men they feel like okay, I've I've followed the orders, I've done the things that my dad or my mom or whoever told me to do, right? And we're just constantly being conditioned and programmed to to adhere to someone else's agenda. Mm -hmm. True. Right. We need to do good for our teachers. We need to do good for our parents. We need to be good boys and good girls. And and we're not really taught to think for ourselves until we have that existential crisis, like between high school and college, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go to college, and then you continue to take more orders until you're done because someone told you they gave you a sheet of paper and they said you can do these things and you can make this much money if you do these things. Yeah. So the whole time, what it's almost like we're going through a factory, right? Mm -hmm. You're born, you do these things, you be good boys and girls, and then you get a job, you get a wife, you get, you know, you have a family, and then you die. And so a lot of times, if it, I know I've been, I've been realizing this with a lot of the people that I've been speaking with is that they don't feel that they are in control of their lives. Mm -hmm. And they feel like something else is. And until you realize that, okay, this is your show, we just live in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, everyone is, in fact, the hero of their own story. Mm -hmm. But 
sometimes we need, you know, we need a Klaus or we need a Richard or we need a Les Brown. We need a Brenda Burchard. We need a Russell Brunson. We need someone to remind us of that thing that we always wish were true. Because mm -hmm. everyone wants this, right? They want to be in complete control of their lives, but they believe that they don't have it. Mm -hmm. So step number one is, is realizing and accepting I am, in fact, the main character of my, of my own movie, of my own HBO special. So mm -hmm. that's, that's step number one, mm -hmm. and which I think is the most important one because it's the, that's the first domino. Everything else falls into place after that. Mm -hmm. Because when you realize that you're the hero, then you start thinking, wait a minute, I'm in charge of this story, <laughs> right? Exactly. So not only are you the hero, but you're the author. Mm -hmm. What can be more empowering than that, right? But also what can be more daunting than that too? Mm -hmm. So when you take a second to realize that, when you take a second to accept it, then you, you take away the responsibility from everyone else, from your parents, from college, from your circumstances, from the things that have happened to you, from your experiences, right? And then you put yourself at the driver's seat. So if you put yourself in the driver's seat, that comes with the responsibility of knowing how to drive for, you know, for one and knowing that you're in charge of where you go from here. And within the context of what we do, right? We work, we, we work with men, we work with entrepreneurs, we work with fathers, we, we work with leaders, right? And uh, um, in terms of having that uh, correlate to and and go into your family life. How much? How many times have we believed that? Okay, I only exist to provide. Mm -hmm. I only exist to just be a husband. I only exist to be a father. Now I only exist within the dome of this this house, and then because we feel that we have no control, that house becomes a prison, mm -hmm. and that house becomes a cage rather than that house becomes, you know, the bat cave, right? That house can become, you know, the fortress of solitude. Mm -hmm. But instead, we're like, okay, I don't feel like I'm in control. I just exist for these people whom I love, but, but this is just another job for me. Exactly. So it's, 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 it's disempowering. And when, what I like to do and what you like to do is we like to empower, you know what I mean? these guys to remember, hey, you're at the driver's seat. You're in charge of how this all plays out. Mm -hmm. it's, it has nothing to do with what happened to you. It has nothing to do with outside pressures. It has everything to do with the fact that you're in control of what you do from here. You're in control of where you go. And you're in control of how you live this life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, man. Love it. That's why, you know, actually... When I started out with Becoming Fearless Father, I was saying, learn to change yourself from zombie dad into hero dad. Mm, mm -hmm. That was one of the phrases I used in the beginning. I stepped away from that, but um, <laughs> that's where I started off with. So when I read yours, I'm like, dude, I relate. I love that, right? Stop yeah. sitting there. Uh, well, I just told you, right? So we're in the part playground. First of all, there's nobody at first, right? It's getting colder yeah. here. Then I'm playing with them and the other kids come in, their dads are all outside smoking cigarettes. 
while I'm mm-hmm. playing with them, like one of the biggest kids in the playground, and they're yeah. all late. Like, oh, what's your name? Like, they don't want to call me, um, you know, um, Jago, which is one of my sons. Uh, that's my oldest son's name, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want me to call me Diego, Diego's dad. They want, you know, what's your name? Because, you know, you're one of us. You're... So I think that's, yeah. for me, that's important. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still trying to catch my breath from running around an hour with a bull right after them, but still. Yeah. That's what you know what I, love, what I love about what you just said, though, is something that we all tend to forget and we tend to kill inside of ourselves, which is the element of play. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Because, well, okay, you and I, we, we hit it off like this. I thought that we got along really yep. well. And what was one of the first things we did? We cracked jokes, right? Mm-hmm. There was that element of effortlessness. There was that, hey, you're around the same height as me. <laughs> you know? We're best friends now. And my kids are like that, right? Like, my, well, my son, Elliot, he's a little too like that. He loves hugging and kissing everyone. And I'm like, oh, Elliot, okay. But, but like my boys, right? But my boys, they'll see somebody. They're like, you're the same height as me. We're best friends. Come over and eat all of my, of my mom's hard cooking. That was specifically for dad. But, you know, <laughs> right? But it's, it's that thing of, of we also lose that sense of play. We lose that sense mm-hmm. of curiosity. We lose that sense of uh, uh, excitement. Because mm-hmm. we're here, we get bogged down so many, so much of the time by work, by bills, by our responsibilities, right? And 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 so, there's that's one of the things I love about a this community. B what you do and just see the the power of the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just for porn and bad news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is a place where you can, in fact. Uh, uh, um, network and meet up with like-minded people and one of the things that i love the most about it is uh, a pain is a unifier Mm -hmm. one of the things that i love about pain is that you can a choose your relationship to it and b you can leverage it to connect with other people who are Mm -hmm. going through the exact same thing that you are doing so so one of the quotes that i loved is while you're is from my favorite book resilience by eric Greitens. Oh, I totally thought that Siri was going to cut off all that phone <laughs> stuff. Sorry. Anyway, are we back on? Yeah, you're good. All right. How's my audio? Good. It's good now. I can't hear. Hold on a second. Uh oh. But you can hear me. Yep. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can't hear you though. Uh oh. I can hear you. You good? That's weird. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Take uh, out the headset. How do we fix this? Let's see here. So you get when you go live, people. <laughs> Can't hear you. All right. So pull it out. Your headset. Pull it out. All right. Okay. Can you hear me now? Hey. There you go. See? Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. It happens. Whoever whoever called, I'm going to find them and kill them. But <laughs> anyway. So while my what I was saying was while your pain is is real, it is not unique. 
Uh, yeah, we think we are. <laughs> yeah, right. But again, no man is an island. And one of the one of the things that I'm definitely at war against and I'm trying to help, you know, to solve is that feeling of my pain is unique only to myself. So no one and who can possibly understand it. Mm -hmm. Right. Who could possibly understand that I have this family and I have all these bills to pay and I have had trauma in my life? Who 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 on earth in this planet of, you know what I mean? Seven point five yeah. billion people could possibly understand what it's like to struggle financially, to struggle spiritually, or to struggle mm -hmm. in my own personal development. Exactly. Absolutely. We can. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about, but yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. It's that one, and what I've noticed as well is the one that you know we believe that we must solve it on our own, right? And if we don't, it's our ego that shows up and says like, Dude, you can't ask for help. You're a man. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Again, coming from, you know, how we've been yeah. indoctrinated, if that's the right word in English, uh, from, you know, from when we got a, became a child, right? Yeah. All right. And, a very, and an empowering question to that, which I love that you just said, is um, you can't do X, right? Mm -hmm. Because of Y. To that, I say, for every one of your listeners, one of the questions that can that can free you from the shackles of that indoctrination and that conditioning is simple. According to whom? Mm -hmm. Literally, you follow the node all the way back, right? And it was, where does that idea even come from? Mm -hmm. We're taught critical thinking on how to write a really good essay for school, but we're not taught critical thinking for, you know, why do I behave this way? You know what I mean? So it is as simple as asking, okay, you can't do, you can't reach out for help. You're a man. And so to that, I say, according to whom, right? I no, can't reach out for help. Why? Exactly. And so yeah, why will, will free you from basically a lot of situations? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Hey man, before we continue with uh, more questions, let's share with the audience a little bit about you, right? Who's Richard? What's your background story? And What's your family story, right? What's how does your family set up at the moment look like, so people can get a good understanding of mm -hmm. who's Richard? <laughs> okay, so uh, Richard is an experience. <laughs> I lost a couple. I know. Of that one. <laughs> what? I know. I know. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm reporting to you live from my kid's bedroom right now. because so, <laughs> I'm giving wifey some space. I'm like, babe, I'm doing a super serious interview. So. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it so, means that she's hearing. <laughs> wow, this is so serious. Oh Dang it. God, I, know. I know, man. She's like, what are you going to do? You're going to rap at them? Stop it. You know? <laughs> but, uh, oh. Yeah, so my my story, my tale begins on my first day of birth, July 29th, 1989. No, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, long story short, I used to be uh, a kid who just needed the spotlight. Mm. I was just a kid who, who needed a lot of applause. And I felt that the more attention I got, the more love I, I deserved. Mm -hmm. And so I would do everything in, in my power to ensure that I was at the center of everything. I was the sun. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, uh, so I went to, to musical theater school. I went to, to acting academies. I, I started and everything. I found my identity as, you know, the class clown. I found my identity as the, the star of the show. Mm -hmm. And then I had my first son. And that spotlight got ripped away. <laughs> and what? What? You know? I'm uh, I, I'm I'm not the center of the universe anymore. <laughs> right. And um so when you're when you when you have when you you're thrust into such a big trans uh, 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 transformation, right? Like that. You see what you're made of. Mm -hmm. Turns out at that for that for that I wasn't really made of much. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? I mean that I actually didn't have a very solid foundation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't secure in myself. And because I wasn't secure in myself, I resisted that concept of, okay, I have a, I have a son now. I have a family now. I have to divorce myself and I have to just lose my identity even more so into just being what society tells me a man is mm -hmm. what society tells me a dad is right and my my thought about it was okay a dad what what does my dad do my dad he he gave up his hopes and dreams right to get a safe job so he can pay for us mm -hmm. so i guess that's what i'm going to do now so that was my foundation mm -hmm. and for the longest time i resisted it and i and and i got i took whatever job was safe whatever job accepted me which was a pizza delivery job mm -hmm. i used to work for domino's pizza for too long <laughs> i worked there for about seven years mm -hmm. and and no one should work at a pizza job when you have kids for seven years Right. And that wasn't the best that I could do, but it was the best that I thought that I could do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, look, I'm supposed to suffer. It's, 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 it's that simple. I guess I'm just, I'm supposed to suffer. I'm supposed to give up my hopes and dreams. I have no foundation. So I'm just going to take whatever, you know, I'm going to get back into the factory. Mm -hmm. right? exactly. And so for the, for the longest time I had done that. And then, uh, um, you know, I, I stumbled onto the concept of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. on that idea of value, on the idea that, holy crap, maybe my life is worth more than $12 an hour. But how do I do that? Jim Rohn, in order to be great, you need to be learn to be at the service of others. Yep. Okay. What service? <laughs> right? What is that word? Service. And so from there, I started falling in love with the, the freedom that personal development gave you. Mm. Right, the freedom of mastering yourself, of building yourself, of resiliency, of reading, you know, uh, the fact that every single problem I've ever gone through has been solved by someone. Mm -hmm. and it's out there. Everything that you need to know is all here. You just need to be get curious. Exactly. Right? And start asking why. Well, why do I live where I live? Why do I work where I work? Why do I do what I do? Why all this? Why, 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 why? Again, why? The most empowering question you can ask yourself. Mm -hmm. And then I realized none of my life was according to design. None of it. I was at the mercy of my boss, right? Oh, you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they come in. Hey, it's an open door policy here.
No, I know. I know. My wife literally just came in just to get a diaper and look at me and leave. <laughs> my wife didn't even get home yet. So I actually hope she's okay. She's already an hour late. So Well, we, we should probably call her right after this. <laughs> so, uh, um, so anyways, man, long, like, like to the long story short of that was uh, um, I started to think, okay, I need to, to be of value. I need to be of service. Mm -hmm. How do I do and I had one of my first, uh, my first girlfriend ever, who turns out to be my first client and one of my best friends. Uh, she said, Hey, you know, Tony Robbins. Yeah, I know Tony. Yeah. I love Tony. Why? He's like, well, I just saw, I am not your guru and I could totally see you doing some stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. Bye crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and so, um, after that, I told, I told someone, her name is Terry Brady and she, she is like a second mom to me. Right. And I told her, Hey, you know, uh, um, I'm a, you know, my friend just told me that, I could do this thing called life coaching, right? I, I don't know how or what, but but I, I, I've always been a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've always kind of like just been someone who loves to champion people too. And uh, she said, oh my God, no, yes. Mm -hmm. you, you, that is something you absolutely were called to do. I have to go now. So she leaves and I'm like, what? <laughs> right? And, and she's like, I have to go make some, uh, send, make some calls and send some emails. What, is this a hit? Am I going to die? What is going on here? Right. And, and then I get a call a couple of weeks later from this woman named Shelly. And she's like, Hey, is this Richard Lonsberry? Yeah, this is Richard. Why? Uh, do you know Terry? Yeah, I know Terry. She's like a second mom to me. Well, son, she believes in you. Huh. Nice. Okay. And she said, well, this woman just dropped $4,000 for you to get certified by the John Maxwell leadership group. Nice. So that you can become a professional speaker, coach, and trainer. <laughs> and I go, man, and, and it, it totally changes my life. And uh, um, the, the thing that's the reason why it changed my life was because uh, we actually started this last year homeless. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a roach infestation, right? Uh, our neighbors had like nests living in their kitchen, and we went to the landlords and we're like, we're we're not gonna. We have a daughter coming in January first, and they're like, well, when you have them, you have them, you know. And so we refused to pay rent, and then they kicked us out. It got legal. It got really really ugly. And our lawyers like, look, leave by the fourth, right, of January, and you will have an eviction notice on your thing. Mm. And so my daughter was born on the first. My <sighs> wife is in the hospital. And I am throwing all of our stuff into garbage bags and into a U-Haul truck, right? And we spend the first two and a half months of last year couch surfing. Mm -hmm. Family, the brand new daughter, we're, we're trying to stay on with our family. We're trying to stay with our friends, right? And we're staying at a friend's house. And uh, um, I'm like, okay, I have this certification coming up, but I have to find a place for my family. I have to, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. This is why... We don't deserve the women that we get, man. Seriously, <laughs> right? Sometimes you, you, you know, God will give you your guardian angel, mm -hmm. and and so you know, my beautiful partner, she gives me the exact amount of money that we have, so that I can fly over to Florida, and I can get certified. Mm -hmm. Right? I get my I get my certificate, and I come back, 
And as soon as I come back, within a week, I end up enrolling my first client. Nice. $2,000 for two months for eight hours, right? And then that money goes into the, the down payment for the apartment that I'm in now. Exactly. Yeah, that's nice. We like that. Right? <laughs> and that was what set me on the trajectory to going from just a kid who needs all the attention, who wants to be the star of everything, to the guy who wants to become the spotlight for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love helping people realize that they are the star. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. Right. So that was my journey. You know what I mean? From going from just like a kid with no foundation who just wants attention and applause to applauding you, right? And helping you dig deep and reach out. What are you made of? Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people get told, you know, outside of like the generic YouTube videos, not a lot of people have, look you in the eye and go, hey, you can do it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. But we all need one. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what's so crazy is, you know, that's why we latch on to all these these Facebook and YouTube videos and stuff. And we just have like that, that what I call like toothless motivation. Right. Mm -hmm. It'll make you feel good, but it's not personalized. Mm -hmm. When it's personalized, it means something. True. That's one of the things because there's nothing that you and I can say that hasn't already been recorded, mm -hmm. right? That hasn't isn't already uploaded. That is not already in a book. But because it's you and because it's me and it's because it's all these other leaders that take invest their life into yours, that's what separates it, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what's so special about this is you. It's not the fact that you can go. You can go and read Think and Grow Rich and change your situation. Everyone has. Mm -hmm. but you you read think and grow rich and then you're like i don't have anyone i can talk to about this mm -hmm. absolutely i have goals I, how do i how do i achieve them where, where do i start right yep. and then i find the class and 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 it's like well hey i've i've read it this is what i've done right and this is how i changed my life exactly do you want to talk do you want some help with this absolutely it'll be this much bam right here Roll credits, life changed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's that simple. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because this week is all about that. One day I went live and I told people, it's like, look, stop buying courses. Seriously, stop buying courses. Stop, buy stop. Get look at this guy. Look at look at the two bald men on the screen. Stop mm -hmm. buying courses. Get a, get a coach. Like first thing, get a coach. And I, it took me a while. Like I've been buying courses and courses and courses. That's why I know now because now that I got a coach, I'm like, bing, right? Mm -hmm. And today I had my coaching call and my coach was saying the same thing. Dude, everybody needs to really stop buying courses and get a coach. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Say, yeah, I know. Oh my God. The first thing I did was, well, the, the only course that really, really, really changed my life, right, was Ty Lopez's 67 Steps. Okay. And I know that everyone has their feelings about him, but for me, mm -hmm. it changed my life. It was literally, here's mentors, read books, get rich. Like, what? <laughs> no one in and my entire education, not one person told me that. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Not one person. Get a mentor. Get someone who has the life you want or the information that you want. Read a bunch and get rich. <laughs> Which one's that one? Yeah, that's the youngest one. That's Alex. You guys want to say hi? That's Richard. 
Say bye bye. No, you're gonna put a little water. Okay. Yeah. All right. Come on, because we're. Yeah, hola. Come on, we're gonna say bye bye. Hola. Hola. The show's being hijacked. Help. Hey, what's all this? <laughs> do have my all right, come on. Hey, do I have something on my face? Yep, you do. Let's call the camera. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, come on. Go. Go to the room. I'll be done in a second, then I'll call mommy. Okay? No, there's no room. Mommy, because mommy's not here. Let me finish this and then we'll talk. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Yeah, we got to wrap this up because I got another coaching call coming up in 20 minutes. Sorry, sure, sure. You, you know what I love about this, though, man? Honestly, what I love about this is It's a what? I'm not alone. In that. Every time I have a coaching call, like my kids will, like my five year old will come in. What are you, what are you doing? What yeah, are you doing? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I think the first time I apologized, but I don't apologize anymore. It's my life. It's become a field's father. So, anyway, Richard, right, well, that's, that's a really good point. I think I think that's a really good place to kind of wrap this up on is is becoming unapologetic. Hola. Yeah. Hola. Right. Is it, you become a fearless father by becoming unapologetic? You become a hero by you know, not apologizing for the fact that you are one. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so share with us, Richard, uh, for all those that still have a lot of questions, want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Yeah. Facebook, honestly. It's all right. Richard Earl Lonsberry, and you just get a hold of me on Facebook. You know, um, hey, God, this kid is so cool. Hey, give me one of these. Hey. Emmy, uh, Emmy, His brother stole his, uh, his, his sunglasses. Um, anyway, I put the links for everybody that's watching this now live or watching this on the replay. I put the links in the description so you can immediately get in contact with Richard. Make sure to reach out to him. If you watch this, you enjoyed this, make sure you press the heart button, the like button, I don't care. Share this. And for those that are still watching, if you want to see Richard dance, Make sure to write that down. I want to see Richard dance, right? Yeah, do it. I dare you. I double dare you. Five people write down. I want to see Richard dance. Richard and I will go live again. We will dance. I don't know what yet, but it will be something fun. All right, people. Thank you very much. Talk to you very soon. Have an amazing rest of the day. Bye-bye.